any hockey player in the desert south. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for October 3rd, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guest, Air Force Head Coach Frank Serratori. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Dine in, take out, or catering your next event. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and now at Allegiant Stadium as well. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. By Boost Mobile. With Boost Mobile, you always get plans and phones that fit your needs. And by Burrito Express. The East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito, Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, as it may be. This is, in fact, College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and Behind the Mask. Dot com. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And, Paul, um, if you heard the intro, I got a little jumpy because uh, this is the first time we've been able to say our show has live results uh, in a long time. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, it's... It is a uh, it's it's what you wait for, right? You wait for the season to start. You wait for games to start, um, and you know it is uh, good to have games, even if it's not a full slate. There were definitely some interesting results this weekend, and um, you know it's it's great. It's awesome, and you know it. We're, we're you know it's. You know, as hockey fans, we want the games, right? We want the games to count. Like, they have the NHL playing exhibition games, including tonight in El Paso. Uh, Dallas and Arizona playing. Uh, How about them Coyotes yet to lose in an exhibition game? Yeah, well, I mean, listen, how that's it, good for them. You know, you're trying to learn to teach a, teach somebody how to win. Um, that's how you do it. You just got to start somewhere. Um, in a, t- a situation like that where – where you know you've got a lot of young players trying to make a team, uh, you're, you're going to see a little more urgency in a uh, uh, in a preseason game. But you know, honestly, it's preseason, and um, in a couple more, in another week or so, it's not going to matter. It's all right, going to be washed right. away, except I mean, for the experience level. You hope. Right. I mean, maybe you watch the last preseason game of your team 
to kind of get a feel because that'll be the one game, if any. Uh, unlike uh, in football where the NFL players almost never play in preseason. Um, you know, you'll sit there and watch, but, you know, we had some exhibition games this weekend. We had some regular season games this weekend. Um, some matchups that were surprisingly one-sided. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get into that in just a minute. Before we do that, let me tell the audience that we do have a special guest coming on in about 15 minutes or so. We're going to go uh, live to Colorado Springs and visit with the uh, head coach of the uh, Air Force Falcons, Frank Serratore. is going to be joining us. And as always with Frank, we have to do the uh, three-way call because of his uh, – government connections on his phone he can't do the government uh, connections huh? the app we can't do the app on his phone so uh we will do the three-way call so if there's a little delay uh, at about 15 after the hour you'll know what's going on i'll be connecting paul and uh, frank with myself so we can all uh enjoy the fun that is frank territory so we're, we're thrilled about that his team got a big 2-1 exhibition game i, I know see, it was exhibition but now, there was see, two things now, here all right, now, okay, I mean, we're going to get into this, obviously. Um, just, just, no, just briefly, because we have Arizona State to talk about first, okay. uh, if we're going to go down that road. But I just want to say that, um, you know, that exhibition game was truly an exhibition game. doesn't count, but it's a crosstown rivalry. It was a sold-out Ed Robeson Arena for the very first time that uh, they played in there. It was Chris Mayotte's first look at his team in game action, uh, and Air Force was responding to uh, – uh, a pandemic-filled season. So there's lots to talk about with Frank. We'll get to that, I promise, in about 10 minutes. But Arizona State was the only team in our coverage area that actually played games that mattered. They split at home with UMass Lowell. Um, I know you probably saw every every second of it. I didn't, unfortunately. So um, take it away. Uh, Give well, us a little recap here if you can work. for somebody about 10, 15 minutes. Somebody has to work in, in, in Anaheim because I don't want to. So somebody has to work. <laughs> yeah, well, um, between my bad back and work, it was not a fun weekend. Um, you know, uh, I will say, uh, let's start with this. You, we, we, you want to start with the positive or you want to start with uh, – I always the, start the positive, my friend. I always ben start Cross. positive. Ben Cross was uh, tremendous this weekend. I mean, I thought, I mean, this is just goaltending styles in general. Uh, I thought the one thing that he, uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of these goalies going down so quickly. But that's nitpicking. He was he was really, really good this weekend. And let's, and let's tell the audience why he was in goal, as we found out on Tuesday at, or Wednesday at Media Availability this week. Um, an undisclosed well, illness for, um, yeah. For Cole Brady. For, for Cole Brady. So that's why he was not in the lineup. He was predicted to be in the lineup and right. uh, until that. So uh, Cole should be back this weekend uh, as well, Arizona State he, travels to Denver. He but better anyway, be. Feels, go ahead. You know, because like I said, Ben Cross played really, really well this weekend. He was under a lot of pressure a lot of the weekend, especially early in both games. Well, you know, UMass Lowell is no slouch. I think you told me that they were picked to be about middle of the pack in the hockey East. Yeah, um, they're, they're they're not. Listen, this is they, they lost tonight. Um, uh, I I don't think they play. I don't think that uh, they played particularly well offensively. For sure, 
Uh, I they they got they had a five minute power play in the third period that they only got three shots on, and that was in the last minute and a half of that five minute power play, and they did score, make it two two. But there was you know there was not a lot of sustained, if any, offensive zone pressure in that game tonight. Um, the the one goal they did score to make it two to one Lowell was two on one. The other the other positive Paul was uh, three goals on the weekend for uh, Matthew Copperhead. Right? No, they were they were positive. I'm just saying the first one was Ben Cross, and uh, I thought uh, Tim Lovell, the transfer from from BC, looked really really good. Really fast offensively. Very very fast especially getting the puck out of his own zone. I thought he was uh, their best defenseman this weekend. Um, uh, I I would be shocked uh, if there wasn't some line changes coming, but that's just me. Um, it definitely seemed like the coach wanted to roll four lines this weekend, and that probably took a little bit of a hit tonight when uh, Jack Jensen took a five-minute major in a misconduct. Uh, and I don't know uh, what the thought was in mixing things up after that, uh, but uh, well, and, and coach also said that Jack Jensen is a player that's that's going to make an impact. So, uh, well, he was good it, last night. Yeah, that's what I mean. He and was good last night. Tonight, Josh Doan maybe was upset good last the apple night. Card a little bit, maybe. Uh, he was good last night. Josh Doan was good last night. Um. The you know they they actually got power play shots last night, and I know they scored a like I said the one power play goal in a five minute major, um. But you know you get a five minute major, you got to generate a little bit more offense than they did tonight. Um, the, the I, I know the 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 third goal that Lowell have Ben Cross would probably like to have back, but that's not what cost him the game tonight. You, you just, and you can't keep starting slow every game. Yeah, you you, you got to start fast. You know, and uh, um, you know, one one thing we do know, Paul, is that that's two games down out of the uh, last ride at Oceanside, uh, if you will. Uh, so there's 18 mm-hmm. left right now. Um, if you want to know my magic number, I started the season at 24. I don't. I, so I, now I, really, I honestly now they're don't down care. to 23 after the win last night. So I, just 23 more wins, and they're in the tournament. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't care. <laughs> well, there I'm going to ask Coach nothing, if he wants to know my magic number for his team. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, see, they're at a little bit of a different spot, though. Well, I know, but I mean, here when I do my magic number, I, it, it's more or less a prediction you throw of how darts many wins, or you pull paper out of a hat. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I look to see what realistically, if they post a certain number of wins on the season, will that get them in the tournament? And I think ASU is comfortably in as an independent with 24 wins. I think, uh, you know, Atlantic hockey and, and Air Force has a little different thing. But if Frank's team posts 23 wins, they're in, uh, no matter what happens uh, probably, in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, and, of course, if they win the tournament, that's an auto bid, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, same thing with, uh, with the NCHC team. I gave them one less. Uh, 22 for uh, Denver and 22 for Colorado College because obviously strength of schedule at uh, in the NCHC is going to have a a role in it. But I think either one of those two teams gets 22 wins, they're a lock to get into. And 
Uh, we saw that last year with Denver. They, uh, if they could have gotten to 500, they might have overtaken um, uh, Omaha mm-hmm. and gotten in right. the tournament. Right. Yeah, I don't care about magic numbers. To me, magic numbers are <laughs> garbage. I like putting them out there. I like. I like. Well, you know, that. you just know because you know I'm going to react to them, <laughs> and my answer is going to be the same every time. Because well, don't you want a target to shoot for? Yeah, the target is B one and O at the end of every game. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so anyway, Arizona State comes through the first weekend. I, I don't know health wise. Uh, I I saw a Theochartis. Theochartis? He actually did play. He did play today. Theochartis, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, the, he was the coach, on the coach said he didn't think he would play this weekend, but I saw him lobbying at practice, lobbying on practice Wednesday pretty I'm hard sure he was. to was uh, get the blue player. jersey off and stay out there. So he's a hockey uh, player. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think they got something to build on. I think this was a good weekend. I mean, obviously, you want to get the sweep at home anytime, listen, but as coach uh, will tell you, it's hard to get a sweep in college hockey. Well, listen, I mean, the question got asked, uh, where does tonight's game kind of go in the, in, in, in the, uh, on the scale compared to, uh, Mercyhurst two years ago? It, 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 no loss is good, but this was not that bad. I mean, Lowell's predicted in the middle of the pack in Hockey East. Um, even if Hockey East is not as good, top to bottom as it used to be. It's still not the same. Being picked to finish in the middle of the pack in that conference is still not the same as being picked uh, and being at the bottom of Atlantic hockey. It's just not. Okay. It's not a knock on Atlantic hockey, but, and and I'm sure Frank, if he hears this, which he hasn't, because he's not, you know, we haven't called him in yet, but um, it's, it's just not hockey East and Atlantic hockey is just not hockey. East. It's just not. Okay, so let's do this. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. Let's connect with um, uh, Coach Territory and yourself. I'll let you uh, log off, and I will. Uh, if there's a little bit of a lull in the action here, we don't have any music or anything going on. Don't worry, folks. We'll be right back as soon as we get uh, Coach Territory and Paul connected, and uh, we'll have a great visit with the head coach from Air Force, Frank Territory, in about three minutes.
the nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink in sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially... Okay, folks, I hate to cut in there, but I'm going to try to get Frank with Okay, fa fantastic. We've got uh, a very special guest on tonight on College Hockey Southwest Live. We've got the uh, head coach from Air Force joining us after a nice exhibition win against Crosstown rival Colorado College last night. Frank Serratori is joining us. Frank, you got Scott and Paul with you. Thanks again for coming on. I know you've uh, – what were you doing, out recruiting tonight too? No, we had, we had some uh, kids in on a campus visit, um, so – yeah, yeah. It's, hey, hey, it never ends. Like, uh, it's always something. You're either playing, you're practicing, you're recruiting, you're preparing for for uh, sports camps. Uh, there's uh, there's uh, no rest for the wicked boys. <laughs> and you'd have it no other way, would you, Coach? <laughs> you know what I like? Uh, I like keeping busy, and it's a good thing because uh, 
because that's all we got right now. It's the only girl I got to dance with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's jump into this thing. First of all, what were your thoughts on getting over to Robeson, seeing that new beautiful uh, arena on campus just across uh, I-25, basically, from your home? Um, what was it like to see uh, that kind of hockey and that kind of enthusiasm right in Colorado Springs again? Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't say that Colorado Springs is – has not been an enthusiastic hockey town. We've been playing in front of packed houses for 15 years. So it's, uh, you know, obviously their new facility is fantastic. It's smaller. It's more intimate than the cavernous world arena was. The world arena had too many seats in it. This campus, this building's right on campus. They, they did a fabulous job on it. Uh, the pitch of the seats, the fans are right on top of you. Um, it's everything that the world arena wasn't. It's, it, it's, uh, it's intimate. Uh, the ice surface is small, narrow corners. Uh, it, it's a little bit of a snake pit and, uh, you know, should eventually be a, a good, uh, home advantage, uh, ranked, uh, to the, to, to that team. You know, again, in, in regards to, you know, fans and that type of thing, we've got a great hockey town here and, and, uh, CC Denver and, and Air Force have always, uh, drawn pretty well. Obviously it was nice to play in front of uh fans again because we didn't play in front of fans last year so that part of it was was real cool and again being a part of the being a a, a part of the first ever game played at Robeson arena uh was uh was very special and uh extra special because uh we won it <laughs> so i can imagine that uh, your players were excited to play in, in in this building too in this first game oh my god i mean are you are you kidding me um, I'm just making sure. Play- I mean, their players, our players. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's, it's Air Force and Colorado College. It's the crosstown rivals. We'd be excited about a street fight in a Kmart <laughs> parking lot with those guys. I mean, it's uh, it, it's uh, no, it was fantastic, and uh, and there was no, it was an exhibition game, but there was no exhibition feel to that. Let me just tell no. you. I mean, uh, uh, both teams. Both teams wanted to win that game. Don't kid yourself. They, and they wanted to win that game badly. And uh, uh, the uh, Colorado College fans wanted to win that game. And the Air Force fans that were there wanted to win the game. There was, there was nothing exhibition about that exhibition game. No, I, I was sitting here watching it. And, and you, you know, sometimes you, you get a feel for what it's like through the, through the screen. And sometimes you don't. There was... There, it was palpable from the minute they dropped the puck um, that uh, everybody was amped up. And, you know, I, I couldn't agree more that that was not – I don't care what it said next to the, the score that it said exhibition. It was not. Well, you know, like like I said, it's Air Force, Colorado College, and, and um, also that game, you know, I don't care. It had historical significance. There's only – you only have one first game, and uh, and whether it's an exhibition or regular season, there's only one first game in a building, and um, that first game in the building was played between uh, Air Force and Colorado College, and um, and Air Force won. And you know something that matters to me. Um, that 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 that's a nice, you know, that's a that's a nice notch for me to take to my grave. I'll tell you that. Coach, well, and it's got to. Uh, Without it has to uh, just buoy the confidence of your players uh, after coming out of a game like that, uh, especially you know 
this early in the season. Uh, the, the, the fact that that uh, your goalie was definitely in late season form in, 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 in right off the bat. And, you know, as you know, when the goalie is, is tuned in, that makes everybody more confident. Yeah, I mean, he, he was our best player, and he was great when he had to be. But we also – we scored another goal that was disallowed. I thought it was a real soft call. Um, I, I liked our team. And to be honest with you, obviously, CC's re- rebuilding. We're a very young team. We have one – we had one four-year senior. One four-year senior in the lineup last night, and he was our best player. It was Alex Schilling. Um, he was our goalie. And right. uh, we got – we have zero five-year seniors. I mean, we're going to be playing against teams this year that have four to six four-year seniors, four to six five-year seniors, and there's even going to be some six-year seniors. That's just the way it is with what the NCAA did. So in a year where college hockey is going to be very, very old, we are very, very young. And uh, But I like the spirit of our young group. We're not deep, um, but we play hard. Uh, we skate pretty well. Um, our competitive spirit was, was terrific. Um, Hey, that game last night, uh, it's the first game of the season. It wasn't a thing of beauty, um, but they rarely are this time of year. Um, you know, like when you get right down to it, some attributes that you want your team to have. And, and if you aspire, if you aspire to be a champion, you better, you better have the ability to come from behind and you better have the ability to win on the road. And, um, last night we did both of those things. We were down one to nothing and, uh, we came back and won that game two to, Two to one, and we and we won it in a hostile road environment. Frank, and you blocked about a million shots. <laughs> well, that's what we do, though. I mean, that's what we do. I mean, uh, that, that you know, that's what we do. I, it, like, uh, you got to have an element of hard in your game, and um, and we had we had more hard in our game last night, and especially in the shot blocking department. But uh, until they, uh, you know, I'm not going to apologize for that until they. No. Until they make shot blocking illegal, um, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. I mean, no, I like mean, I said, I, I'm just—it's yeah. an underrated thing. Yeah, as far as like to be honest with you, like uh, uh, I've, I've got a, a lot of respect for their team, but but uh, uh, we did like well, we we did not we were we uh, we did not get out out athleted last night, and that made me feel good. Um, the the the, the, the uh, scoring chances that they had, I didn't think that they generated uh, a whole lot on their own. The scoring chances they had, and they had some real good ones. Um, you know, were more had to do with with uh, with us turning pucks over and making mistakes. And um, to me, you know, coaching and game experience will cure that in the long run. Um, but as far I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised with uh, you know uh, with our athleticism last night as a group. Frank, does it feel like it's back to normal now that you've had uh, a regular chance to to work with the guys and now game action with fans and all that? Does it feel like it's normal or is it a new normal? Um, it's it's more normal. It's still a little new normal. I mean, you were down there and they were they were checking people to come in, checking whether they had their test, whether they had their vaccination, a recent test, face mask, that type of thing. Is it still? A, it was a you know. And that, and that's different wherever you are. Uh, you know, I shouldn't say in the country. It did kind of, kind of town to town, facility to facility. But you know, having uh, having fans in the stands and a lot of them. They had a full house last night, 
and uh, playing in front of a full house and the intensity level of that game. Like I said, that uh, usually you're going into into those games just hoping that you can get some work done, you can get some film on your team, and you're praying, praying that nobody gets hurt. Right. And um, but I'm telling you, last night, the, last night it was there was nothing exhibition about that game. Uh, there were Colorado College, both uh, the boys from Colorado College and Air Force, uh, both wanted to win that game, and they wanted to win that game badly. Okay, so so now you get to uh, start the the non-conference part of things, and then you jump into the conference. So, um, you know, I talked with David Carl up at Denver, and I said I thought Denver really missed non-conference action last year, maybe more than anybody. But how important is non-conference play before you really start digging into Atlanta hockey? Well, I, I don't know. I think the biggest thing for non-conference play is is to get some cross-pollination between the leagues. And, um, you know, if you're going to have an RPI that's going to decide the, the, the field for the NCAA tournament, you've you, you got to have some cross-pollination, and that's what non-conference games do. And, um, you know, obviously we do want to get some – you know, we want to get some experience and we're going to get some real good experience in the games that we've got this year. Um, you know, Michigan State's going to have a real good hockey team. The speed limit is going to go up significantly. <laughs> and then we're going to come back and we're going to play two games against Denver and uh, the speed limit will probably go up even a little bit more then. And then uh, the, the Tigers from CC are going to get another shot at us. Uh, we are playing Lindenwood too. We're giving them a couple games to try to help their program along. But, uh, but we've got a real challenging non-conference schedule with uh, with Michigan State, Denver, Colorado College, and then uh, we're playing uh, upstart uh, Lindenwood. But, uh, yeah, no, they're they're important. And uh, I just I just try not to get too far ahead of things. And, and um, you know, all right, we got this exhibition game out of the way, and uh, now we're going to prepare for Michigan State. Let's go there and win or lose. Let's see if we can play a little bit better. Um, our game got a little bit sloppy late last night. And uh, as one of you alluded to, you know, uh, we got we got a little sloppy. We turned some pucks over, and this that uh, Alex Schilling was there for you. And uh, generally, um, good things happen when your best player um, is your goalie. And uh, and Alex uh, was not only um, our best player last night, but he was uh, he was the best player in the game. Paul, you got another one. Well, so as 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 you get into the season now, um, does you know? Did you guys? I don't know if you guys practiced today or not. Did guys have a little more pep in their step? Did um, was it? Uh, did you guys have the day off today, or 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 just what was the residual from that game last night? Yeah, no, we no, we played last night at six and. Uh, and uh, and no, we no, we we took today off, and uh, we'll practice uh, tomorrow and Tuesday, and then we'll travel to after class on Wednesday uh, to East Lansing. We'll practice there Thursday, and we'll get back after it again. Um, no, today um, today was a a, a, a well deserved and much deserved in a, in a very important day off uh, for all of us. Now they scored early yesterday. You guys basically shut them down for 58 minutes. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, they did, and uh, uh, they scored a power play goal in like 10 seconds, and it was off a faceoff that we actually won. And uh, they scored. It was a, a kind of a controversial goal 
I mean, if it had crossed the line, it didn't cross the line by much. They had to look at right. at the video review. And then uh, we got in the game in the first period. I thought we played real well. I thought we, we all played them. We hit a couple of pipes, and their goalie made a couple of really good saves. And uh, But I, I was happy, actually. I, like, I, six minutes into it, I, I told Coach Morrow, I said, uh, I like our team. I like the looks of our team. And, um, you know, like I said, the guys stuck with it. And it was a first game. We haven't played a lot of hockey. We've got a very young team. We've got all pretty much, like I said, freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. We've got one senior, and he's our goalie. And so uh, we got a lot of lessons to learn. But uh, but uh, I I you know what the the bottom line. There's a lot of, of positives to take away from something like that. And um, to me, you know, uh, for a young team. Like we, like I said, we came from behind, and uh, we won a game on the road. But uh, you know, we put ourselves in a position to win that game late, and we found a way to get it done. And you can't, like I said, you can buy everything at Walmart except experience. And uh, and you, you know, you can't, you 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 got to earn that confidence. The next time that we're in that situation, like uh, we're going to know in the pit of our stomachs that that we can get it done, that we can close the deal because because we've done it and you never know that for sure until, until you do. And, um, and last night, like I said, we, we came from behind, we got the lead. Uh, we, we went up three to one. They and they just allowed the goal, the third call, which I thought was really a sketchy call. And, um, you know, but our guys hung in there and, um, and, and we found a way to get it done. And, uh, uh, you know, now do we want to have, do we want it to be a little bit, uh, prettier next time. Do we want to have a few more style points? Yeah, we don't want to turn a puck over with 10 seconds and make Alex Schilling stop a breakaway. Um, but, uh, you know, but again, I'm not going to apologize for, uh, you know, goaltending's part of the game as well. And um, we, we've won a lot of games. We've won a lot of championships with, with, uh, with great goaltending. I, I coach our goalies and we take great pride in it. And, um, you know, Alex is, uh, is one of a long line of, of uh, great Air Force goaltenders. Frank, I wanted to ask you, uh, our own Joe Paisley was there last night, and uh, he wrote a really good story that will be up on our website in the morning uh, about the Colorado kids that are uh, getting opportunities at Air Force and at Colorado College, but particularly with your squad. So what have you seen from Colorado natives? Well, I, I think it's a national phenomenon. I don't think it's just Colorado. You know, like uh, – uh, you, you've seen, um, you know, how many good players come out of Los Angeles, Southern California, Northern California. You know, how many good players are you know, are, are coming out of uh, Arizona? My lord, the, the young man in, uh, in 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 Toronto is one of the best players in the NHL. He's from he's from he's from Phoenix. Yep. Um, and if there's players coming from uh, Florida. Our captain a few years ago, Jeff Hainer, was from. Um, from Las Vegas, best home visit I ever made. So I mean, so there's kids coming from all over. I mean, I think the boom in Colorado. When I moved here, I've been here, you know, off and on for thirty over thirty years. And uh, when I first came here, there was some hockey because there was college hockey here, and of course they had Rocky hockey. They had had some minor league hockey, but. Uh, there were some players, but there there wasn't tons of them. And, and the ones that came through that were good enough, you know, would leave to go uh, play junior hockey, play midget hockey somewhere else, play junior hockey somewhere else. They would go to prep schools. They would leave the state. 
And the biggest thing that's changed here now is is our, our system here. When the Avalanche came from Quebec, when the Northeast came and became the Avalanche, like hockey exploded here. I, I mean, they came in. That team was just ready to pop, and it popped here in, in Colorado. And, uh, you know, with Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg, and then they picked up Patrick Waugh and uh, you know, the, the pieces that they needed, and, and, and they won, and they won big, and they, they took they took this state by, by storm. And you saw uh, uh, rinks being built. You saw more kids playing youth hockey. Um, like, it, it, it's quite a phenomenon. And, and uh, you've seen that in the past. I mean, even go to Boston and the rinks that are there, those rinks that were built in the 60s, they call them Bobby Orr rinks. I mean, um, you go to Pittsburgh, they're kicking out players now. And don't think that doesn't have something to do with Mary Lemieux. A lot to do with it, you know. And um, St. Louis is a great hockey town. Like I said, we're, we're, there's kids coming out of Phoenix. There's kids coming out of Texas, out of Dallas, all wherever wherever the the NHL has migrated. But the biggest thing here in Colorado, it's really become a hockey state. You've got the three schools, uh, the colleges that that play Division One, and uh, and then you have the Avalanche. And uh, um, we have four AAA organizations here now. And like I said, when I first moved, when came here many many years ago, kids would leave the state. Now kids. Now kids are moving to Colorado from out from different states to play for the AAA teams here. We've got in the Springs, we've got the Rampage and the Tigers, and then uh, we've got the the Rough Riders and the Thunderbirds uh, up up in up in Denver and North Denver and South Denver. So, um, and then all these youth associations. So there are a lot of kids playing hockey in the in the state of Colorado right now, and uh, many of them are coming through the AAA ranks. They're going to junior and um, you know, for us, like we're America's team, we're going to get the best players we can, the best Americans we can from wherever we can find them. But, uh, you know, one thing, if there's a kid from Colorado Springs or a kid from Denver, you know, you're not calling them and you don't have to tell them where the Air Force Academy is. You don't have to tell them what you are. You don't have to tell them what your rank, what your rank looks like because they've been there. And, um, so, you know, it's, it's nice. It's nice uh, to be able, uh, uh, to have some of the local guys. And then, when you have local guys on your team, uh, obviously their families are close, and uh, they 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 sponsor other guys on the team, and uh, you know give them places to go uh, on the weekend away from the you know the rigors of the academy and that type of thing. So you know, it's kind of cool. But I mean, you mentioned Colorado College and you mentioned Air Force. Um, Denver also has a, a, their sheriff. Of, of Colorado kids, so all three. So all three schools are are, are benefiting from uh, from the development of, of players in the state of Colorado. All right, final one for me, and then I'll let Paul wrap it up with you. But uh, last time we talked, I think we talked a little bit about the growth of uh, uh, the NCAA hockey uh, during the pandemic. And Lindenwood played up at Denver, as you mentioned. I'm going to be down to see you uh, when you play at Lindenwood, and. Um, Augustana getting a new building and St. Thomas getting their feet wet in the CCHA and all this good stuff. So you got to be pleased uh, that the, that NCAA hockey is continuing to grow, correct? Well, I mean, it, it, you know, yes, yeah. I mean, we, we need St. Thomas. We need Lindenwood. We need Long Island. But we sure don't need to lose Huntsville. We don't need to lose the Alaskas. We don't need to lose Robert Morris either. So it's it's uh, – you know, it's good that we've added some, and and it's terrible that that we've that we've lost some. And like, hopefully, Anchorage is on their way back. Uh, hopefully, uh, 
Robert Morris will get resurrected. But uh, um, yeah, like we, we're kind of at that point. We've gained some and, and, and we've lost some. And, uh, and uh, you know, we need to gain and, and we can't afford to lose, guys. And, uh, and uh, uh, you know, it's uh, when those things happen, it's, it's, it's disturbing. But it, it's great to see St. Thomas make that jump. Um, Lindenwood, uh, Long Island, I've heard, uh, I've heard of some other places that are looking uh, to start it as well. Um, we need to do a better job in college hockey uh, in finding homes for these schools uh, because you're not going to survive for very long as an independent. And, uh, and your, your team down there is a, is, a, is a separate entity. When you're talking about a school like Arizona State, when you're talking about a Power 5 institution, you know, they can, they can put together an independent schedule and they could probably do it that way. I don't think it's ideal. I think eventually they need to get into a league. Um, but, uh, but they, they've got the juice to be able to do something like that. You know, mid majors and below don't have that kind of juice. And, uh, you know, people are going to get, uh, uh, Arizona State's going to, as independents, going to get home games just because people are going to want to go to Phoenix. Um, that's not the case, uh, you know, with Lindenwood. That's not the case with, with Long Island. Uh, they need to get into a league to be able to make sure that they can secure home games. Without home games, um, you're not going to be able to survive for long. So we need to do a better job, you know, um, with uh, with these upstart programs. Obviously, St. Thomas has is, 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 uh, found a, a home in the CCHA, which is good. Um, but uh, but ultimately, that was the problem with, with Alaska Anchorage and, and Huntsville is, uh, you know, uh, not only are they were they uh, – you know, remote where they outline schools on the geographic map, but they they didn't have a conference. And uh, and you know, like I said, uh, we need to do job, a better job from within. And uh, that's not my job, uh, but uh, uh, I hope that uh, you know it, it continues to grow. Not only do I hope it continues to grow more, so I hope we don't lose any more teams. Right, Coach, just uh, one quick question about this weekend, and and and, and just. Curious to, to know what went through your head when you heard it. Cause I'm, I'm sure you heard that uh, Minnesota State swept UMass this weekend and pretty much shut them down. When you heard, I assuming you heard that. When you did, what was the the, the thought that went through your head real fast? Um, nothing would surprise me about Minnesota State. Uh, um, uh, Mike Hastings, one of my former one of my former players, and he's one of the best operators in the business. And um, and they've got a good model. They've got a great model there. And uh, they, uh, you know, outside the Power Five schools, they're one of those group of five schools that are that are special. They're kind of like what Boise State was a few years ago in football. They're that oh, a UCF. They're they're what Cincinnati is this year in football. Um, but they do it year in and year out. And um, I mean, I mean, let let's face it. Hey, Minnesota State. Could it? You could have with a bounce. I mean, they lost with 30 seconds left to St. Cloud. Uh, yeah. They were 30 seconds away from playing uh, UMass in the national championship game. So it's it's not like you, you know here's you know this Minnesota State team. Where did they come from? I mean, they, they beat the Minnesota Gophers four to nothing last year in the NCAA. Right. Four to five to nothing. It was a it was a butt kicking. And um, so. Um, you know, uh, to be honest with you, if, 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 if you want to say maybe it, 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 is, is it a, is an upset? You know, if it's an upset, it's a slight upset. It's well, no, I'm just surprised they manhandled them the way they did. 
Uh, well, I, I didn't. I'll be honest with you. I saw the two to nothing score. I didn't see the other score. You know. Um, and right. uh, but, uh, um, but but to be honest with you, those are those are two of 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 college hockey's. They're they're college hockey powers at at the present right. time. Both of them. Uh, both of them advanced. Uh, you know, to the uh, uh, Frozen Four last year, and uh, like I said, uh, Mankato lost a. They're Minnesota State. You keep calling Mankato. Lost that heartbreaker to St. Cloud, and uh, and uh, they were, you know, they were a goal away from playing UMass for the for the national championship. So, so they're, they're, you know, those are good good teams. And and you know, Paul, I I don't know. Like, there's so much has changed. I mean, it's hard to track the rosters because the NCAA given all these all the players, all the kids matriculating in in sports, they gave them a fifth year. I was. Listen to P.J. Fleck. I was at my niece's uh, wedding about a month ago in Minneapolis. He was talking about how good his offensive and defensive lines are going to be um, because he has all fifth and sixth-year seniors. I mean, my, I'm going like, my God, fifth and sixth-year seniors. <laughs> so, so now you've got in college hockey, we don't have a lot of sixth-year seniors. There's some out there, uh, kids that have been injured or whatnot. But there's a lot of fifth-year seniors. And then you look in the transfer portal. To be honest with you, I don't have a very good feel for, for other teams' rosters because I'm, I'm used to tracking freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors, maybe the odd grad transfer. But I'm not right. I'm not tracking the transfer portal. The transfer portal is a spectator sport to me. And, um, you know, and, and the other thing about teams that I'm not – I don't have great familiarity with, we never played a non-conference game last year. We only played 13 games in our own league. So, A, right. we didn't play a lot of games last year, so we didn't see a lot of teams. And then you've got this phenomenon that the NCAA created by giving everybody a fifth year. And then the transfer portal, hey, we've got a couple teams in our league that didn't bring in any freshmen. They brought in all transfers. So so the landscape has changed. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's, it, it's probably going to take a while before we really see and understand, you know, where programs are at. You know, personally, I, I think what you're going to see when it's all said and done, you're going to see that the rich have gotten richer and the poor have gotten poor. Unfortunately, I think it's going to create a separation between the top and the bottom because the good players ain't going down the food chain in the transfer portal. They're going up. And if they're going down the food chain, um, there's reasons for it. And, um, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a different ball game this year. And, um, and uh, we we probably aren't going to know until you know for 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 a month and a half or two months you know where th- where things really sit you know right yeah very well said just, like I said it was just it surprised me because like I said just I I, I just didn't think obviously that that UMass would get swept and if, you know and as they did I mean they gave us six straight goals tonight after being up three nothing so. Um, that just caught, that's the part that caught me off guard, not the Minnesota State one. So, right. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, like UMass, they've done a fabulous job there. But, you know, traditionally, you know, when was the last time Mike Hastings has had a bad team? The answer is no, never. I know. <laughs> never. I know. Yeah. 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 All right, Coach. No, we, no, they, they, we, we appreciate we appreciate you coming on. I know you got uh, a short week with that travel Wednesday night. Um, I may v- invade you on Tuesday if I can sneak onto the uh, the academy. I'm going to be in Colorado all next week, so uh, hopefully, if not, I'll see you the following week, and I'll definitely see you when you play Lindenwood in St. Louis. So 
again, congratulations on the win. It, like you said, it's uh, the first in the building, and it'll always be an Air Force W. So uh, thanks again for joining us, Coach. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, that's uh, the head coach of the uh, Air Force Falcons, Frank Saratori, joining us. Uh, Paul and I will be right back in about two minutes to uh, talk a little more college hockey with you on College Hockey Southwest Live. Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This indeed is College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy with you in Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And, Paul, it doesn't get any better than when you can bring the czar on. No, uh, I mean. Frank Saratori and, uh, and give his thoughts. Um, it, you know, it's one of those shows, again, where we could have gone on for hours, but uh, the coach has got uh, things to do, and uh, the season is underway for him. So uh, I hate to keep him much longer than that, but we certainly appreciate him coming on. You know the drill, as always. Uh, I heard something. You heard something. Uh, give us what you heard, please. Well, I just, you know, I mean – we're so used to air force kind of, you know, revving it up and, 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 and doing the math to kind of get that trajectory going and, 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 and get hot at the end of the season. Um, you know, you could hear the excitement in his voice and, um, and, and something like that. If they go now, if they can go to East Lansing now and, and, and get a split, um, they'll be off and running. <laughs> yeah, and will they you know? ever? Um, and, and 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 
and, and the the amount of confidence, like you said, to, to, to win a game like that and and hold on and um, and do the things they did last night uh, can can really take a shape later in the year. You know, when you're in when and you're in a lot of big spots, and you know when you're in one of those conferences where you have to win it to get in it. You can't have enough of those moments, and you can't have enough of those successful moments. Yeah, exactly. It's a, I kind of thought that's what I was going to get out of them when I asked that question about uh, that game last night being more than an exhibition game because um, they're crosstown rivals, and he, he kind of played it down as like, yeah, well, you know, Colorado College is always had play. The problem is they were in a big building and just didn't play, but – uh, come on, it's a brand new rink. Uh, the fans were enthusiastic. Oh, there is no head no, coach, there uh, is, n- and they don't want to lose to Air Force if it's in Tiddlywinks. No, there is, there is no question. I mean, you, you, like I said, you don't often uh, f- feel the intensity through a screen, especially in a game that quote doesn't count like last night's game and 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 you could just feel it really when as soon as you you clicked to get to uh you know you went you you went and got through your nchc.tv and you clicked on the you know watch live and you could just feel it in the building it was it was i i know i was jacked and i didn't go to either school <laughs> I hear you. So, so that kind of gives you the rundown of those two uh, teams. In uh, and I'm really disappointed that I wasn't there. I really wanted to be there so bad, but just up uh, I-25 about I don't know a little over an hour or so at Magnus Arena, uh, the Denver Pioneers took on Lindenwood. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, yeah, they they beat Lindenwood, but uh, it, it was more than that, Paul. I kind of kept my eye on that game the whole night because. Uh, number one, that's my team. I guess that's the one I'm covering for the most part. Um, well, but I, right. I just thought that you know, and I've I've said this for however many months, ten months, twelve months, I don't know. Ever since uh, um, Denver started in the pod uh, last year, I, I said that they just didn't seem like the same Denver team. And lo and behold, they didn't make the tournament for the first time in 18 years. And all summer long, it's been very, very quiet out of the Denver camp. Um, they, <laughs> they, they, they got some great recruiting class. Their defensive core is fantastic, but even better than that defensive core is they move the puck. Uh, and I know you're going to say it's Lindenwood, but they move the puck unbelievably well. And David Carl had five, forward lines and four pairs of defensemen in that exhibition game. Well, listen, I, I know that you're, that uh, what you're saying, but I actually didn't look at it that way. Okay. Um, What way did you look at it? Well, first (laughs) of all, you knew that um, forgetting all the, the wise cracks and all this other stuff. Uh, Lindenwood was taking a step up last night that they're not ready for. Not that I, I got news for you. Any team that takes that step up is not ready for it. If you look back at uh, Arizona State, well, when they made their first is, play as, as well. Right. But the, my point is, 
Uh, obviously, if they jump next year, they'll have more players that are at that level. But no, no Paul, it's when they jump next year. Uh, if they jump next year, um, they'll have more players that don't make are, me get Zombo on here. Don't make me bring him back. What? And he's and pretty daring tough. To say it's daring he's to say tough. it's official. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, but you know they're playing a Denver team that that without question. Is going to have a is got a chip on their shoulder, and you know Lindenwood barely had the puck last night. It's yeah, just, and that that's because you know that's Denver and, stepped it up and moved the puck and, and basically kept keep away. They gave right, up the first just, goal of the game early, just like Colorado College got the first goal last night, but then Denver just kept pouring it on, and uh, they the goaltender. I don't I don't know the total numbers and shots, but. The goaltender for uh, Linden with both of them uh, were outstanding, but you just can't stop uh, what Denver was throwing at them. So I, I think Denver is uh, is going to play this entire season with that huge chip on their shoulder. You know, I mean, it's it's just you know, like I said, uh, you know, I, I didn't really have uh, too many ex- a whole lot of expectations of. Uh, for that game really being too close. And I'm not trying to knock Lindenwood for that. It just wasn't. And, um, uh, you know, it just wasn't. And, and I don't. I think, I think you're missing the point uh, for a minute okay. here because I'm not saying that I expected that game to be close. But um, you saw what happened between um, – um, St. Thomas and St. Cloud State, 12-2 right. or whatever it was, right. and then 2 nothing in game two. So right. I think uh, what you're seeing is uh, Denver came out, and, and they won handily. It was a 9-1 game. Yeah. But, but they came out and, uh, and showed people that uh, they were going to take this stuff seriously from game one, drop of the puck. And uh, they got scored on early, as I said, and then from that point on, they stepped on the gas and they never let up. So to say there was ever going to be a close game, I didn't think it was going to be. I didn't, you know, who would have? But right. but to say that you couldn't see an improvement in Denver's game, uh, I think would be a, a gross understatement. I thought they played particularly well, as a matter of fact. No, I'm, listen, like I said, they, they basically never relinquished the puck after the early goal. So, I mean, what, what more do you want? That, what more can you, what more do you want than that? Well, and, and the thing of it is they got they got great play out of a lot of people. They have, uh, let me see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, uh, 10, 11 players uh, with points. Uh, you know, I mean, they – Oh, no, I get it. Their freshmen look good. Their sophomores look good. Their senior leadership look good. Um, and uh, I think they're they're a lot better than, than people think. Uh so I mean, maybe maybe it's not too crazy to think if they could finish in the top three in the NCHC. Why would that ever be crazy? Well, there are a lot of people that had them pick fourth, fifth, sixth. Okay, but it's still uh, listen. You get in that got... top three, and and I don't think North Dakota was particularly impressive in a two-one victory over Bemidji State and their home barn. Well, uh, listen. Um, the the fact of the matter is, if you took all those people that voted Denver fourth and fifth. And and said, okay, yeah, you picked them here. Would it surprise you if they finished in the top three? No, no one's going to say no. 
No one's going to say no. Yeah, you would hope not. Especially, but, uh... especially if uh, Magnus Corona bounces back and has uh, anything like his freshman year uh, coming back this year. So, well, I'm going to find out hopefully firsthand this week when I get up there to uh, to take a look. Uh, inside Denver's program, do a couple of uh, player profiles, I hope, and get over at Colorado College to do the same. Frank's going to sneak out of town on Wednesday night, so he's he, probably going to – I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to see his team before, but uh, I will definitely get a chance to see him in the very near future. If they're smart, they, they're like, oh, he's they're coming. Gonna close they're going to bail. Close the yeah. borders. Don't let him in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, another uh, score that kind of shocked me was uh, USNDTP got uh, Notre Dame 4-3. to three. What do you think about that one? Well, listen, uh, uh, how many D1 players are on that, U- that national development team program? Uh, A lot of future D1 players, but not right now. Uh, you know, it's also the first game of the season for everybody. Yeah, true. So true. It, it, if, if, if you're going to see something like that happen, it, it, this is the time of the year you're going to see that happen. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, let, let's wrap it up by uh, – I think we got to touch one more time on uh, Arizona State, and uh, now they're headed to Denver, which hopefully I will be there to, uh, to see that matchup. This uh, coming weekend. Shut the but... borders down, Colorado. <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. Um, so so hopefully that will happen. But uh, they were the only team, as I mentioned at the top of the show, in our, conf- in our coverage area to play games that counted. Um, they split. Uh, right. They split with a good UMass Lowell team. Um, they were a little bit shorthanded. They had no Ryan O'Reilly. They had no Cole right. Brady. Right. Um, as you already uh, I, mentioned, Ben Cross was very, very good. Yeah. Um, Cole Brady's in there. Do you think they get that second win? Oh no. Okay. It, so it, really, it was. It, it wasn't about. It the wasn't goaltending. Goal yeah. Okay. It was That's not about the goaltending. That's what I was wondering. It was not about the goaltending. It was honestly a lack of sustained offensive pressure. I, I know that the box girls say they had twenty-five shots, but uh, I, I, I. I I, I dare you to find me a, a two-minute stretch where they kept the puck in the in the UMass Lowell zone, for, and that includes with a five-minute power play. Took them three and a half minutes to get the sh- first shot in that five-minute power play. Now the power play they, last night, they got a five-minute power play. They they were all over it because the power play was hot last night. They had four four power play goals last night. Yeah, now they gave up a shorthanded goal too, but you get four power play goals in a game. I like your chances. Yeah, you better win on that opportunity. You know, um, I and I thought uh, Tim Lovell looked good. I thought Josh Doan looked really good. I thought um, Jack Jensen looked good until he got well yesterday because he basically was gone in the first period today. Um, I didn't see I, it. Was I know that a check tr- from behind, or what was that? No, I, I, you only get to see it once, the way the streams are set up, at least now, for ASU. And, and it looked like he left his feet. On, on a mid-ice hit or a board yeah, hit? Or in, what? In the, it, it, well, it was, in center, it was in the neutral zone. Uh, I don't but think away from slammed. the boards. No, I just, he didn't hit him into the boards, though. Okay. It yeah, was absolutely. along the boards, but he didn't hit him into the boards. I just think he left his feet. At least that's the way it looked with the one viewing that I had. 
Okay. Let, let me also throw this out real quickly before we end the show, but um, Arizona State used to have WCHA officials doing their home games. Yeah. No, uh, no WCHA anymore, so they elected to go with uh, Big Ten officials. Your thoughts on that? Um, I don't like to comment about the officiating. Uh, no, unless... no, no. I, I'm talking about. I'm talking about foreshadowing. I don't know. Well, what I don't know if they had a whole lot of. I don't know what the what the negotiations were. So I can't sit here and say. Um, and even if I even if we asked Michael or Josh Fenton, they're not going to tell us. So. Um, but, no, just just curious that uh, they would they would have Big Ten officials because the proximity for Big Ten officials to get to Arizona State is really? um, is not not next door. It's a good flight, not, but it's um, you know anywhere in the Big Ten is going to be three hour flight, right? Um, so but it's still a straight flight. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay. I'm just curious and, on and, that because and, I thought and, maybe when you're looking for officials, you maybe look at maybe where your conference is going to be in a couple of years. Uh, I'm sure they were all fine. Can, can I have the December and January games in Tempe? <laughs> we don't care what kind of – I'm sure they were all fighting for that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The weather always comes into play. Okay. Uh, I, I saw a lot of great freshmen um, this weekend, uh, but the one that I selected – uh, Shea Booyam, uh, Booyam from uh, Denver Boom. is uh, is a stud. They're not going to have him very long. He'll play this year, maybe well, not anymore. Yeah, he, he's a stud, though. I mean, he just dominated. Uh, and I know it's Lindenwood, and I know it's first game, but still, when you're a freshman coming in to, uh, to NCAA hockey at any level and you just take over, on, especially as a defenseman, yeah. If they get them two years, I, I think they'll be very, very fortunate. So I'm going to try to get that interview as soon as I can, just in case he leaves early. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. You know, uh, I would definitely. <laughs> he is a that. stud already oh, yeah. at 6'3", I don't know, a 205-pound, 18-year-old freshman on your blue line. Oh, my goodness. I thought Sean Barron's was good, and, and he's yeah, he was also too. on that roster. He was also good, but, man, Shy was just unbelievable. Well, I uh, mean, I obviously, you know, because of the matchups, I concentrated more on the Air Force-Colorado College game, um, you know, as I waited for the uh, ASU game. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, Denver never gave up the puck, so. I, yeah, I hear you. Hard to look bad. Okay, couple things I got to throw out there housekeeping wise. Uh, glad to have nchc.tv back. Uh, go ahead and subscribe and start watching. I mean, if you want to see some really good broadcasts, man, oh man, they do a really fine job at nchc.tv. So go ahead and get that done and uh, I tell them that Ice Time Hockey Southwest or College Hockey Southwest Live uh, sent you. Well, that'll be great. Um, also, I wanted to mention there's a great lengthy article uh feature article from our own joe paisley that'll be up on the website first thing in the morning actually just after midnight if you want to get up real early um no and, and what a great great job by joe uh bringing in the colorado players frank kind of first he downplayed it then he pumped it up which is typical of frank yeah. but but colorado has uh, a bunch of great players and uh, joe picked up on that and he had a chance i think it was like 13 in that game between uh, Air Force and Colorado College. So 
great job by Joe of uh, getting that done. And of course, she'll be at uh, Colorado College in St. Lawrence next weekend. Hopefully, I will be at uh, Denver for ASU Denver. And Paul, where are you going to be? Uh, I'm going to be where I always am in my basement. They don't <laughs> okay. let me out. Uh, it won't be long, my friend. It won't be long, and you'll be out and roaming around the hockey rinks because our teams are going east pretty soon, and <laughs> we got to get you out there to cover some stuff uh, going east. So if you don't have anything else, take it away, my friend. All right, from the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the IceTimeHockeySW.com network, brought to you by Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed, Six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. The best in barbecue Las Vegas style and now available in our new spot at all Allegiant Stadium events. By the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Boost Mobile, bring your current phone to any location and learn how to get a new SIM card free when you switch to Boost Mobile. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Teasers Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey, Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Our thanks to uh, Air Force head coach Frank Saratori for joining us live tonight on College Hockey Southwest Live. Look for us to have another great guest on Tuesday night and uh, another live guest right after the weekend's aims and we react to everything in NCAA hockey in our coverage area. We will be talking at you again 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time Tuesday and again 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Sunday. Of course, Monday night's Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and uh, Wednesday night um, ACHA WCHL Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. And, Paul, if you haven't seen any ACHA hockey – Whoo, man, tune in, my friend. Utah came out of nowhere and, yeah, swept, saw some of that. and swept Arizona uh, in Darn. Salt Lake City. Uh, Utah now, our first WCHL-ITHSW game of the week. Our own Stephen Marsh is going to be covering it uh, in Vegas as Utah 2-0 goes in to face UNLV 2-0, who disposed of Illinois. Yeah, I saw a and, few clips of that, too. And, and Stephen is covering the midnight game, Paul. Nice. 12.01 a.m. It's going to start on Friday. So, uh, so Stephen will have a chance to uh, stay up late and give us a, a great rundown of the ITHSW-WCHL Game of the Week. Nice. Utah at UNLV. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. De Niro, goodnight, everybody. Goodnight.